Okay, so let's start. First of all, today's learning is being sponsored by Yehuda Pellet in honor of all those that are doing Dafyomi at Hashiveno. He mentioned something else, but I, that's how I like to say it. Um, okay, but if you don't mind indulging me for one second, Mamish, like two minutes before we start, I, I listened to the shear that I gave on Friday. Friday, I, I have very little time to prepare. There was a small piece of Gemara. And I, 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 I tried to go with Rashi's Mahalach, and I, I didn't think it was very clear. So over Shabbos, Shabbos day, I mentioned Tysus. If I could just literally for 45 seconds just say it that way for myself in the future. So, I, so just the kitzer, um, there's a teaching of Abishol that Abishol says that if you have a ger who dies and he leaves no next of kin, so that's an act of hefker. So the question is, what is the status of the of the of the slaves? So the Tanakama feels that all the slaves go free. Abishol says no, only adult slaves go free because they're kind of themselves. They're kind of themselves with hefker, so they go free. But the little slaves, below bar mitzvah, are not kind of themselves. They they remain slaves. Whoever takes them. So if Yeshua and Levi said, we pass in like Abishol. It was, a, it was a teaching in the name of Yeshua and Levi that we pass in like Abishol. So they asked Rezeira, did you hear Beferish from him? Or did you deduce that that's what Abishol, that that's how Yeshua and Levi is? He says, how would he have deduced that we follow Abishol? Because he quoted a teaching of Rebbe. Rebbe Yeshua and Levi once quoted a teaching of Rebbe. The Rebbe said, someone told him that he's Miyayish from ever getting his Evid back. So it's Hefker. So Rebbe said, you need to still give a bill of a, 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 a get shechrer. Why? Because it's compared to a woman. As he said, just like a woman needs a get, so too an Evan needs a get. Adkan. So the, the, how does that tell you anything about Abishol? So Taisa says like this, we know that a get, the Taira already says that a get shikra releases. So what do you have to learn out from a woman? So he says it must be that, he, that Rebbe is telling us that you could learn the death of, of, of an owner, the death of a ger, or hefker is compared to a woman. So how so? So the Gemara says, I could have deduced as follows. Just like a woman only has one relationship, and that's Isser. She doesn't have a financial responsibility to her husband, it's just Isser, and the get releases it. So too, the death of an owner only helps for an Evid that has one relationship. How do you ever have an Evid that has one relationship? That's the case where the owner dies when he's an adult. So he's kind of the monetary thing, he's kind of mitzaratzmai. The only thing you have left is Isser, and that releases. But it would not help for a cotton because a cotton still has both, because he's not going to ask me he has both. The Gemara then responded, but if that's your deduction, it's not so appropriate. Why? Because I could have argued that if you're going to compare it to a woman, you'll say, well, just like a woman, there's no distinction between above bat mitzvah and below bat mitzvah, so too there's no distinction. And that was the back and forth. I just wanted to clarify that point. Okay. Vaiter in the Gemara. New Gemara. Bottom of Lamid Tes Amid Beis. We're up to the bottom line. If you have a Canaanite slave who gets married to a Jewish woman in front of his master, he's free. Now, why is he free? Not because the act itself is an act of freedom, of course not, but rather... If the, rev, if the master is allowing him to marry a Jewish woman in front of him, it must have been he freed him privately. That's, it's a simon that privately he was freed, because if he privately was not freed, he wouldn't let him have the chutzpah of marrying a Jewish woman in his presence. So that itself is like a simon that he was already freed. So just marrying someone in his presence is enough. Amr, the Rav Yochanan, Rav Yochanan said to, to, to Ravashi, that's the teaching that you have. I, I, I have something not like that. Why? You're telling me that merely 
having a marriage that he he attends the chuppah, that's enough to say that he's free. The problem is, Ani Shaina, I have a different b'risa. What does the b'risa say? Let's say the master himself gives a shtar kedushin to his slave woman. Rebbe, Meir Oymen Mekudeshes, or Meir says she's she's Mekudesh, Chamrein Mekudeshes, Chamrein say no, she's a slave. Now think about it. You're telling me that merely attending the chuppah is a sign that he already freed her because he would never go to a chuppah. If it, but he gives her a shtar kedushin, Ein loch simen gadol mizad that he already freed her, right? It, if you tell me he wouldn't even observe him marry a Jewish woman in his presence. He's like an aide or something? What? Why is he he's Makadisher. He tries to Makadisher. Why shtar? We'll talk about in a second. But he's Makadisher, Bekitzer. If the, if the master is Makadisher, it doesn't work. Why don't you say the same thing? If he's Makadish or Kavachoymer, that he probably freed her at some point. So says the Gemara. The Gemara says, As we'll see in a moment, uh, when it comes to Tefillin, it's a simon of freedom if the Rabbi himself puts the Tefillin on. So The case is not where the master goes to the Chasana. The master walks him down the aisle. Meaning, the master is the one giving, giving over him to marriage. Meaning... So that's a simon that it's freedom. So in summation, if he's Mekadisher, not good. But if he walks him down the aisle, that's good. That, that doesn't make any sense. So the Gemara says, So you're telling me that he would never walk him down the aisle because he would never hand him over to do an Isser. It must be he freed him. But he's Mekadisher, he's willing to do an Isser himself. I mean, that doesn't make sense. If merely walking her down the aisle is a simon that he already freed her, because why would he be involved in an Isser? But handing her a shtar kedushin is not a simon of freedom. Avad, it's a sign that he already freed her. If he's if he's not willing to even walk her down the aisle and and, and be involved in an iser, you think he'd be involved in being mekadesh a, a, a guy? Of course not. So what's the pshat? So the Gemara says, The answer is like this. What, what, why is it that if the, if, the, if the master walks her down the aisle, that's a sign that she's free? It's not that the walking her down the aisle is the freedom, is that that's a simon that he already freed her before. So why is it that if he's Mekadisher with a shtar, it's a machlaikis? The answer is the case of the Kaddisher shtar is as follows. He says to her, I know you're a slave. Take this shtar kedushin viskadshali. Right? The Lashen is, uh, take the shtar kedushin and be Mekadish, go with it, and be Mekadish. Meaning, he indicated clearly that he did not free her before. The Machlaikis is that if you give a woman, a slave woman, a Shtar Kedushin, and you say, go with it, and be Mekadish me with it, is that a Lushen of freedom in and of itself? So Avada, if he didn't say that he just is Mekadisher, he just gives her a ring and says, Of course she's already free, because that's a sign he already freed her, he wouldn't be involved. What's the Machlekes over here? The Machlekes over here is Dafka, where he gives her a shtar and says, So he's indicating she was not free before, he wants to free her with this act. The question is, is this a good lotion of emancipation? That's the Machlekes. So if it was, if he just Sam said, that, that's indicating that she was already free. The Machlekes is over here, he said, 
which means you shall go out, meaning you're no longer a slave. And watch Mikadash with the star. So he wants to use the star itself as an act of freedom, and that is a machlaikas, whether that's a lotion of emancipation. Or do you say, no, he's just trying to Mikadash right now as a guy. Correct, because if he had just tried to Mikadash Stam, everyone would say that that would work. Right. It's Dafka over here where he's, he's clearly saying, I know you're a guy, take the star, and I want the star to be Mikadash you and free you at the same time. And the question is, is that a good lotion of emancipation? Well, you say the is to see, wouldn't that be... So, Hareya Mikadash is a lotion of So, yeah, that's, a, I guess the Rabbonan, right... Yeah. He's trying to tie the two together. So I guess the question is, yeah, I guess that's I guess that's the problem. The Rabbonan feel that by saying this it, it's more I'm trying to more be Mikadash you than to free you. Right. Yeah. Meaning, the, the point is, if he just said Haribe Kodesh's Tabazu, everyone agrees that that means he already freed her before. But over here, he's clearly trying to free her at the time. And the question is, is this a good Lashon of Shechra? Or is it, meaning, do you sort of split up? You said do you sort of sl- split up into two parts? Tzilach, you're free. Now that you're a free woman, hiskachibai. You know, tzilach hiskachibai means I'm trying, to, I'm trying to say that I'd like our relationship to change you to be my wife. If that's the case, that's not good because she's still a guyta. I mean, well, that, 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 that probably really is. What my, it's very, but see, Bo is Kachi Bo, implies it's the Shtar doing it. Correct. Clearly, it's not good, right? It's Correct. Because, it's, uh, oh, so that's also the point. He's not even giving, he's giving a Shtar Kedushin. So Rashi says that. Meaning, Rashi's point is, the Rameir's point is, the reason why it's effective is because when you say I'm saying I want to be able to be Mekadosh to you, and I know the only way to do that is if you're free. So Tzibai means, I want you to be free. Free emancipation, full emancipation. Now Hizkachibai. It's interesting, because also, because where is the Shtar? Right. It's interesting. It's a good Kasha. I know it's a good Kasha. Um, Vaiter in the Gemara. The Gemara says, but that's the point. So the point is, it's unrelated. Okay. If a master, if a slave puts on tefillin in front of his master, he goes free. Meaning, meaning again, it's the same point. He would never let his his slave put on tefillin in front of him if he had not already previously freed him. So, if the if the master borrowed money from the slave. Or if the slave is uh, appointed as a guardian over his funds, or if the slave puts on tefillin for rabbi, or if he gets an aliyah in front of his master, which he now let to give to a guy, these are not yatzlacheres. Meaning, all those, all of these things, while they might indicate that he's free, they also don't necessarily. Yeah, you appointed as an apotropist. Would you do that for a guy? Probably not, but maybe. Like, okay, he wore tefillin. I didn't put tefillin on him. So, like, okay, he put tefillin. So, so you have a contradiction within tefillin. Is him wearing tefillin a sign that he's already free or not? So the Gemara says, 
the master put tefillin on him directly. Meaning, if he's just wearing tefillin in front of the master, that's not an indication, because he could say, listen, he's doing something wrong, it's not my problem. But for the master to put tefillin, to wrap tefillin on him, that itself is a clear sign that he was already free. He wouldn't do this if he had not already freed him before. Now look at the, remember the names, because this is going to come up in a few minutes. Rav Dimi says the name of Rav Saso. Again, Rav Yochanan Shita we had yesterday, that if you're Mafka, you're Eved, he goes free financially, but you need to get Shechrar to remove the, the Isser part. So Rav Dimi is quoting Rav Yochanan as saying the following. A guy on his deathbed said, That he says to his kids on his deathbed, My slave woman, don't make, don't make her work for, for you. Because like, when, when he dies, it'll go, she'll go as inheritance to his kids. Don't, don't make her work for you. So what's the halacha? What well, it's all he said. Don't make her work. Don't make her work now. Correct. Meaning the simple pshat is, he's being mafka her. So the halacha is, um, once he dies, so he was already mafka her, so she was released financially, but she needs a get shechur, so we forced the sons to write a get shechur. Okay. Not regarding all things. That's just regarding financial things. I don't think that that works to emancipate slaves. Mm-hmm. So, like if he says on his, uh, on his deathbed, you know, like, uh, even by writing a get, you still have to actually write it. So the point is that, that the point is... Yeah, so the point is, so he, he we forced the Yershim to write a bill of emancipation. Okay, now, because this is all because by saying, don't make her work, that's what he means, is I no longer want her to be a slave. Yeah? Rav Ami Ravasi hears this. Rav Ami Ravasi, Amr Lefan Rav Ami Ravasi, Rebbe Yatamaydeh I don't understand, what about her kids? You have a slave woman, right? He likes the slave woman, he doesn't want her to, to work. So he says, I don't want my kids to have... Don't make her work. What happens when she has kids? They're also going to be slaves. So Ravami Rasi's point is like this. They, they don't look at it as an act of hefker. They look at it as a man on his deathbed just basically telling his kids, don't make her work. Meaning, be easy on, on her. Let her chill. Let her have daiquiris. Let her keep her feet up. Her kids will be slaves. Meaning, they just disagree with the premise. They don't believe that that's a lotion of emancipation. All he said is, don't make her mishtabid. That doesn't mean he wants her free. It doesn't mean that he wants no longer slaves from her bloodline. It just means, take it easy on her. So Rav Amri Vasi on Rechoylik, on understanding Rav Yechonah, to say that that's an act of freedom. They don't think it's an act of emancipation. So it's a machloikis of whether it's a lotion shikhra by saying, ayishtabduba. By the way, I could have seen it's funny. When you said it, it's like that means I don't want her to be a slave anymore. I actually thought the opposite. If you say someone has death, it's like, listen, she's my nice, she's my favorite slave. Yishtava means don't don't make her like meshubid. Like, be, be easy on her. Like, don't, yeah, yeah just, just, just be kind to her. So, Ravan Ravasi are being choylik. Not that they have a problem with the halachic shabai, they just have a disagreement as to whether it's a lashon shikhra. Okay, fine. Yeah, but Shiva also practically in Hebrew means like labor. Like it means like a, a yoke on your shoulders. Like don't don't make her like overwhelmed. Like be 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 kind to her. Fine. Fine. The Gemara says, Kiyasar Shmuel Bar Yehudam Rav Yechanan, Mishamar Bishas Misase, Ploina Shivchasi Kairis Ruach Asasali, Yasala Kairis Ruach. Rav Yechanan says that if a man on his deathbed said to his children, 
This shivcha, kairas ruach asli, she did kind things to me. You should do kind things for her. Now, that definitely is not an act of emancipation, but that's him saying, I want you to free her. Right? He's saying, she did kind stuff for me, I want you to do kind stuff for her. Kind stuff is letting her free. But it's not that it's a lushan of Shechor Mitzad, the master. That's the master telling his kids, at some point, free that woman. So unlike the first shot, where they're perceiving it as, Ravdimi perceived it as a lushan of Hefker, and then she's already released, but she needs to get Shechor to release the Isser, this is definitely not a lushan Shechor, but this is a command, I want you to be Meshachor her at some point. And what's the halacha? We force the Yarshim to free her. Because he's basically on his deathbed commanding them to free her, so we're going to force the kids to free her. Now, Amra Meimar. Now, what's interesting is that this Ravdimi is not like Ameimar. I was trying to see if anyone would pick this up. Now, Ravdimi's, let, let me just speak this out now, it'll, it'll become very, very clear. What did Ravdimi say in the name of Yochanan? A man on his deathbed says, Al don't make her work, which is a Lushan of Hefker. Again, Ravami Vasi disagreed, but Ravdimi perceived it as a Lushan of Hefker. So he is Mafker, his slave which releases her the financial responsibility is poof removed, but she still has an iser. then he dies, so we force the kids to write a get shichrar to release the iser because they inherited the iser, you know, like link. Amemar yesterday said that if a man is mafker his evid and then dies, that evid has, is stuck forever. Why? Because when you're mafker him, you release the financial part. Now, he's still bound by the Isser part, but when he dies, the Yarshim are not Yorish anything. Because once you release financially, they're no longer considered a financial property that's given over inheritance. So you have a slave who the financial part was released. No one released the Isser because he never got to get Shechor. You can't get the Yarshim to write a get Shechor because Amemar feels that that's not given over as Yerusha. So Ravdimi and Amemar are arguing, in essence, whether... A Hefker slave that the master dies, do the kids, are the kids Yorish the Isser Shaboy? Amemar says no, because once they're financially not bound to you, what, what, what am I, what am I Yorish? I'm Yorish that he's Osir, I'm Yorish that that slave can't marry a Jew. I don't know what that means. Rav Dimi is the one who said from the name of Yechon that you force, meaning in essence, can you, Rav Dimi, by Rav Dimi saying that you force the Yorishim to write a get Shechor, meaning, the, financially, it's already released. All they're yarish the iser, so it's a machlekes a meimar and ravdimi whether that situation, whether the children are yarish isurim, whatever that means. So the Gemara says a meimar. Now let's analyze a meimar. We're going to see how a meimar and ravdimi do not see eye to eye. The Gemara says amra meimar. We had this yesterday. I'm after avdoi. If you're mafker and evit, so financially he's released, but he still needs to get shechor to ma- allow him to marry a Jew, and then. Oh, you say takana, and then the guy dies. Then the, the slave is messed up. Why? My tama like right? Because once you release him financially, then he's no longer a real Yerusha. Isuru All he has left is an iser that he can't marry a woman. and that iser is not given over to the kids. So once the person is mafker, if he dies, the, the, that evidence is messed up. So Amr le Ravashi la Meimar, Ha Amr Ula Amr Av Yochanan, Berachi Baravin, Amr Amr Echadze, Dechadze Yatzel Cheres Vitzarket Shichrar. Oh, actually, by the way, Amemar is actually taking a step further. Amemar Shita is that once you're Mafker and Eved, even without dying, he's messed up. Why? 
Because Amemar looks at it as once you're mafker him, he's already financially released, which means he's released from you. But he still has an Isser, and you can't release that Isser. Meaning Amemar, not only would Amemar say that if you die, that the Evid is, is messed up, Amemar would take it a step further. Once you're mafker Evid, he's messed up. So you would say you would do a Geshechah first? You'd have to just do a Geshechah, you don't have to do mafker at all. So according to Amemar, that, that's a, a, it's a tremendous chiddush from Amemar, that according to Amemar, once you're mafkar and Eved, you're completely messed up. Okay? Yeah? Because when you're mafkar the Eved, you release him financially. So he already leaves your domain. But what he still has is an Issa to marry a Jew. The only one who can release that is his master. But you're not his master anymore. So it's a glitch. It's a glitch in the system. Now here's the problem... Besides for the fact that Rav Dimi definitely doesn't hold this, because Rav Dimi feels that not only could you write a get shechrar, your kids can write a get shechrar, which is an added chiddush. The problem is we had yesterday, Rav, Rav Yoichanan, two days ago, that if you're mafker eved, yotzel cheres v'tzarech get shechrar. Kind of sounds like you could write a get shechrar. So you know what Amemar says? Tzarech ve'en takana. No, it means tzarech, you have to write a get shechrar, but you can't. That's the part that wasn't ever given over. It's like, you have to write a Gitschichar, but I can't. Okay. So it doesn't be able to do it? Huh? So it doesn't No. He can never marry a Jew. Uh, no, so it's a Machlekes Rashi and Taisvis. Rashi says, in yesterday's, uh, Rashi in yesterday's Dafur, quotes Amemar, Rashi says that according to Amemar, he can't marry anybody. He can't marry a Jew or a guy. Taisvis says we could still allow him to marry a guy. Tysus yesterday. Uh, uh, Why is that considered evident anymore? Um, hold on once. I just remember this just from like the. Uh, hold on one second. Um, 37. Bum, 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 bum. Sorry. And it's today. I saw it in one of the notes when I was looking over this Gemara. Oh, um, he, may, he may not marry a Jewess because he's not received a, a Gechichar, and he may not marry a slave woman. It's Rashi. Taisvis, in 39b, which I don't see it over here. Uh, Taisvis says he has no remedy. A Maymar meant only that he may not marry a Jewess. Um, Pirish, oh, so it's right over here. I'm sorry, I don't know why I was looking all over. Right? That means that this, this slave can't marry anybody because he's already, he's not a slave anymore, but he's not a Jew. He's in this quasi. So Taisa says, yeah, so Taisus looks at it that when you're Mafkir and Eved, while he's no longer financially responsible, he is still a full-fledged guy in Halacha. Eloi Takana just means that if he ever wants to marry a Jew, he's never going to be able to. Okay, so that's Machlegas Rashi Taisus, fine. Uh, so that's the first version of Amemer, that if you're Mafkir and Eved... Just by you mafkering him, that, that you can't even give you can't even give him get shikher. Says the Gemara. Um, I keep on losing. 
Now the second version of Amemar is a little bit more easier to understand. The second version of Amemar is if you're Mafkar and Eved and then you die. Meaning, the second version of Amemar believes that if you're Mafkar and Eved, of course you could write a Get Shechra. But if you're Mafkar and Eved and then you die, then the Eved is messed up. Why? Because when you're Mafkar him, you release him financially. So then when you die, the ki- children are not Yorish, and now he's messed up. So if you're Mafkar, according to the second version, if you're Mafkar and Eved, you could write a Get Shechra. But if you're Mafkar and Eved and then you die, that's when he's messed up. All he has is an Isser, and that's not given over as inheritance. So the second version of Amemar is not like Rav Dimi. So the Gemara is Amle Rav Ashil Amemar. Ah, Kiyaser Rav Dimi Amre Be'Echanon. They said, but didn't you? You're not holding like Rav Dimi. Again, Rav Dimi said that if a man on his deathbed says to his children, Al Yishtabdula, do not mishabed her. That's his being mafker her. Then when he dies, we make the children write a get shechur. So you see that the children could write a get. So you're not like Rav Dimi. So Amalei. So he says, the Rav Dimi Tusi. Rav Dimi was already wrong. Why? Didn't we have? How Ravami Ravasi disagreed with Ravdimi because they felt that Al Yishtabdullah is not a Lushan of freedom at all. So Ravdimi is already rejected. So the Gemara says, Amrle Maitusa, wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute. Ravami Ravasi don't have a problem with Ravdimi's lumbus. They don't have an issue with the Yerusha being given over. They don't have a problem with the children writing a get shikhar. They just have a problem that they feel Ayyishtabdullah is not a Lushan of freedom. But had it been, let's say had it been, that he says on his deathbed, I am mafker her, and then boom, dies. Even Ramami Ravasi wouldn't have a problem with that. So you're telling me, oh, Ravdimi was rejected. No, he wasn't. Yes, he was rejected because they don't believe that Ayyishtabdullah is a Lushan of freedom, but they don't have a problem with his thought process. So the Gemara says, Amrle, I knock your I hold like Rav Yehudam or Shmuel. Rav Yehudam or Shmuel had a different version of Rav Yechanan. He says that Rashi says, "Rav Yehudam or Shmuel severely." The Amar loy Amar Rav Yechanan came, but the Amar Rav Ravasi came. The Kivin the Amar Yasel Kairis Ruach loy Mana Kaiach Yarshim Imena El Behentala. He had. He's like I don't have the entire version of Rav Yechanan. If you remember the Gemara, yet Rav Dimi quoted Rav Yechanan as saying that Al Yishtabdulo was the case. That the children write a get. Ravam Yervasi didn't like it because they didn't feel it's a lashon of freedom. Then your Rav Yudam had a completely diff- different version of Yochanan. That the case was that the guy in his deathbed said, "Yasela Kairis Ruach, do her, do a nice thing for her," and we force the children to divorce, to, to emancipate her when they're acquiring her. According to that, Rav Yechanan never said Rav Dimi's point. He never said Rav Amivasi's point. He never got involved in this at all. So he said, I'm, I hold like that version of Rav Yechanan. So I, I, don't, I don't have to answer Rav Amivasi and Rav Dimi. I'm not, I, I don't think Rav Yechanan ever said the whole thing. I don't think that that was the case. Okay. Um, so the case was that Jewish slaves were sold to a guy. Now the halach is that when you sell a, a slave to a guy, then it's like being mafker him. The slave is now no longer financially responsible, but he still needs a get shikhar. So the case was that he was sold to a guy. This is the next mission. Sold to a sold to a guy, and then the guy died. So the problem is, so now he's he's now free again because he no longer has a master because the guy died. The guy died without heirs, by the way, so he's free. But now he wants uh, to marry a Jew. So he was already released financially. So again, let, let's just go with the names. Let's make it, keep it simple. You have a slave is owned by Reuven. Reuven sells him to John, the guy. Reuven dies, John dies. So now he's no longer owned by anybody. But he'd like a get shikhra, please. 
So it goes back to John. Now John died. By John selling him, that's mafker him. John died. He'd like a get shechur. So what did the Rabbanon say? The Rabbanon said, go to, go to Ruvain's kids. Again, Ruvain sold him. That's an act of Hefker. Sold him to John. John died, so he's back to free. Ruvain also died. So the Rabbanon said, go to Ruvain's kids and get, get, a, get them to write a star shechur to you. Oh, so the Gemara says, This is not like I'm Amar. Again, when you're Mafkar him, in essence, all you have left is an Isser. And then when he dies, you're saying that the Isser is transferred to the kids and the kids can write to get Shikhar. That's, that's Rav Dimi. That's not a Amar. I hold like Rav Dimi. So Amr Lay. Did Rav Dimi Tusi? I thought Rav Dimi was rejected. No, Rav Dimi was only rejected because they didn't, they didn't feel that he was that he used the right lotion. But Rav Ravasi were not against his theory in his thought process. Therefore, if you hold like Rav Dimi, this is a legitimate option. The Ravina, and the Halacha follows Ravina that um, that that you can get the children to write a get shechur. Okay. Now, new story, interesting story. Hahu Avda debate you had a slave that was owned by two Jews. We've had this before, that if one master releases him, we're going to force the other master to sell because we don't want to have a, uh, this person not being able to marry anybody. Because right now, as a slave, he can marry a guy. Once he's freed, he can marry a Jew. But if he's a chatzi evid, chatzi ben chayrin, he can't marry anybody, so kaifin at the, the, we force the master. So you have Reuven and Shimon own this slave. Reuven frees him. Shimon's like, oh, crud. That's not good, because now the rabbis are going to come to me, and now I'm going to lose my slaves. So what does Shimon do? Shimon's like, I found a loophole. Here's what I'm going to do. The Gemara says, So Shimon says, Oh, the Rabbana are going to come to me and force me to release the slave. So what I'm going to do is, I'm going to transfer the slave's ownership to my eight-year-old son. Bezdin will not force an eight-year-old son to go to court because they're not going to. Co- they don't force children to go to court. So, the, the, right, if you have a half-slave, they're going to force you to go to court, and they're going to give you a subpoena until you release the slave. They're not going to do that to an eight-year-old. So what he did was, huh? Yeah, if you mezaka ideacha, right? You can have a cut and be kind of things if you if you give it to a third pro, pro, pro party. However, the Kenyan works. He transferred the ownership and the rights of emancipation to his eight-year-old son, and he was like, "Your move." So the rabbanon said, "Okay." The rabbanon said, "This is what we're going to do." Amar Shalcha Rav Yosef Bray the Rav Lekami the Rav Papa Shalcha the Asher Papa what to do. So Rav Papa says, "Kasher also Ken ye also loy." Treat him as he treated us. Kamula Yashav Meaning, let's let's he wants to play games, we'll play games. Now the halach is basically the kids are you have a slave that's owned by a child. Now a child that's under thirteen is not able to make halachic decisions on his own. So what Bezdin could do is appoint an apotropis. Now an apotropis even when the father's alive, they're going to appoint an apotropis, which they could do, which they rarely did, but they could do. Now, an apotropis can... Uh, apotropis cannot just release a slave for the kid. He could only do what the kid wants, right? If the kid says, buy this house, he could say, well, this is financially how we could do it, right? He can't just decide, I'm going to buy a house for you, but he could, he could, 
he, if the kid says, kid's old enough to indicate his desire, the apotropist can, can do it. So if we get the kid to want to free the slave, so when you free a slave, you get paid for that, right? There, there's, there's a financial benefit of freeing a slave. Kids like coins. So they took some quarters, and you shake it in front of the kid, like, you want these coins? The kid's like, yeah, it's a lot of money. It's like a lot of coins. Just like a couple bucks. A lot of coins, like... So all you got to do is just tell the guy who's in charge from Besden, free the slave. And that's what they did. That's the game. They ripped the kid off because you want to play games with us? Then fine, we'll, we'll play games with you. So the Gemara says, We know kids love coins. So you'll point out, let's go to the next page. Let him uh, shake some coins in front of the kid. And once the kid indicates that he wants to free the, the thing, so fine, the Abitrapis will will do that. Okay. If you say that I made my slave free, or also ben chayrin, or I am making him free, right? Those are lashayness uh, of emancipation. But I also ben I'm sorry. What's the place? Yeah. Asenu ben but if you say I will make him free, Rabbi Omer kana v'cham kana. It's a machlokes whether that's a good lashon. Rabbi, I guess, feels that promising is enough, um, but the rabbanon feel that no, it's just a promise in the future. It doesn't mean you're actually going to do it. So the Rabbi feels that that's a good lashon. The rabbanon disagree. Isn't the right now? What's the problem with that lashon? No, no, that's good. Harry ben yeah, they're only arguing on a senu ben The okay. question is, you're saying a future lashon. Do we say that right now? That doesn't mean you're going to do it. It just means I have plans in the future. No, you're saying I, I'm going to do it. So that's it. You, you already started the process. Similarly, Rav Yechon says all these lashonness of emancipation, by the way, have to be written in a document. Meaning, although if you're mafker, that could be done orally, emancipation lashonness actually have to be written in a star. Okay, kulam So you have to write in a star. Similarly, if you say, I gave a field, I've given a field to so-and-so, or it is given to so-and-so, or it's his, that's a good lotion of transferring a field. But at Nenel Pliny, saying, I'm going to give it to this person, it's the same as, do we say that planning on doing it just means I have plans in the future, maybe I'll do it, maybe I won't. Or no, by saying you're going to do it, that's already beginning the process of it being done. Rav Yechon again says this is only true in a shtar. Merely uh, verbalizing, it doesn't uh, do any kinyan. Fine. Tan Rabbanan, Ha'aymer asisi ploini avdi ben chayrin, v'hu loy asadi. So here's the deal. I'll tell you a very, very simple thing. If me, if I say I gave Adam a, a, a document that he gets a free house, and Adam's like, no, he didn't. The halacha is we believe him, because If you say that you were never given it, that's it. So we believe you. But if I say I gave you a house as a gift, and you say no, you didn't, I could still be right. I might have given it to a third person to be zeichet for you, and you didn't know about it. So it really depends on, so if it's just straight up my word against yours, then we'll believe the baldin, we'll believe the person that's involved in the transfer. But if both of us could be right, meaning I said I gave it to you, and you said no you didn't, but it's possible I gave it to a third party, so I could be right, and you could also be right because you didn't know about it, then we'll believe me. Okay, that's a good matter. 
If a person says, I made uh, my slave free. He's like, no, you didn't. The truth is, we believe that he's free. I, the slave, said I was never freed. It's possible that I gave a get to a third party and I said, be mezakit for the evid. So it's possible that I'm saying is correct. It's possible he never heard about it because I never said I gave him the shtar. I just said I freed him. But if I said, if I said I wrote a get and I handed it to the slave, and the guy, the slave says, no, you did not. So it's my words against his, that we look at him as one of the litigants and he is, it's interesting that Haidas Baldin doesn't work the other way. Okay. Fine. Meaning, we, meaning the point is, it's partial for the Gemara that the slave is the only Haidas Baldin, not the one giving it, even though he's also like being... He's a, he's, yeah, but, but the point is, he, the, the, the aid is the, 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 su- the subject matter. And he's being made that he never got it. So, Okay. Um, By the way, they they bring down from Rashi and Tysus. Okay, that the only reason no, I, I think it's actually a good kasha. Why is the master not a hidos baldin? Also, they're both balidin, right? So the the difference is out of the two, um, the one that's more likely to be true is the slave, because I said I gave it to you. Maybe I thought I did. Maybe I thought I planned on it. But if he says he did not receive it, he did not receive it, yeah, and then it's. He's not gonna lie. He has no reason to lie. I could be like, "Oh, I sound like a good guy. I'm so, uh, you know, so uh, giving." Okay. Similarly, If I say I gave such and such person a field, no, you didn't. It's possible that I'm telling the truth and I gave someone else a kinin chalibin to be kinded for you. So it could be I'm telling the truth. But let's say I say I gave you a gift of a field. I gave you the star. No, you didn't. So again, let's just go simple people. it make it easier. I say I gave Adam a field. I, I said I wrote you a star. I had it in your hands. And I'm like, no, you did not. The halacha is, you believe Adam, he did not get the field. So who owns the field? Me. So it says the Gemara, me oichel peris. So who owns the field? Meaning who could use the field? So Ravchiz the Oimer, noisen oichel peris. Me, the one who gives the field, that's push it, right? If we don't believe, if we believe Adam that he didn't receive it, that means I, the giver, still own it. Rabbi Omar Mishalshin is Paris. Rabbi says we put all the fruit in a third party, um, uh, 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 what do you call it? Um, an escrow. We put it in escrow because we're not sure who owns it. But wait, wait a minute. I told you that I gave Adam a field. He says, no, you didn't. You believe Adam, which means I did not give him anything. So that means it's my field. So why are you putting everything in escrow? So the Gemara says, The answer is, it depends on the cases. If the case is where A says to B, I gave you a field, and B says, no, you did not, then the halacha is, we believe B, the field is not given, it belongs to A, he gets the Paris. But if, let's say, A died, and then A says to B, I'm sorry, no, A, A died. The case is the bra, the case is the son, meaning, a says to B, I gave you a field, and then before B is able to answer, he dies. B's son says, no, you didn't. My dad never, my dad would, t- I'm telling you, I was there. My dad said you didn't. Then the halacha is, we don't believe 
the person as much, we're not sure. So what we do is we put the money in escrow. We can't give it to the first guy because he's being made, he gave it away. We can't give it to the son because he's denying it. So then we put an escrow and we're not 100% sure what to do with it. Okay, what we'll do is like this. We'll start the Mishnah. I don't even think it's good to start the Gemara because it's one long cheshbon. But we'll read the Mishnah and there's multiple approaches to understand it in the Gemara. So the Mishnah is not going to make a lot of sense. Make that clear. I'll read the Mishnah. We'll understand it tomorrow. The Mishnah says, Evet she'asu rabu aputiki l'acherim. Aputiki means, let's say I owe you money, and I, I allocate a specific thing as payment. I said, listen, it's sort of like a, a, a collateral. It's sort of like a collateral. It's a specific thing. I said, listen, if I don't pay you, this is where you're getting money. You can't take from this. Aputiki means stand here. This is your item. So let's say a guy lends him money, and he says, listen, I owe you money. This slave is the apotiki. Okay? Then, shikra, then he frees the slave which is like a jerk thing to do because the, the, the slave was the payment, was the collateral. It works because if you're Meshach or an Eved, it overrides the collateral. So what's the halacha? The, the truth is the Eved doesn't have to pay anybody anything. He didn't do anything wrong. He's just an Eved. But for the benefit of society, we force the, the master to make him a free man and the slave has to write uh, a check for the amount. Again, the Gemara is going to explain all of this, what this means, and how much. Rishimullah says the slave does not have to write anything, he just gets a, uh, gets shikhar, and that's enough. What this means, the Gemara is going to analyze more. Stop it. My pleasure.